0: Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture with Ryan Huang. Money
1: FM 89.3. Three. Thanks for joining us on the Breakfast Huddle. Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. Now with border restrictions easing up further across the world and the prospect of the travel industry bouncing back, getting brighter. Everyone's excited. So many people in Singapore already planning their vacations. Airline websites are mm. crashing, long queues everywhere. Uh, what are the funds that we can bet on, Ryan?
0: Uh, that's right. So if you are watching what's happening in the markets, you have noticed some of the airline stocks have really rebounded in the past few months. And one fund that's been betting on this recovery is the Aviation Recovery Fund set up by Pangolin Investment Management. So far, year-to-date, it's up nearly 16%, outperforming the benchmark on Bloomberg, which rose 5% in the same period. But worth noting, the S&P 500 is up nearly 20%. To get the bigger picture, I've got Motion Aziz. He is the analyst at Pangolin Investment Management. Morning, Motion. How are you doing today? Doing good. Yourself? Hey, glad to have you on. I'm doing great as our motion. So let's talk about what's happening in aviation right now. Where are we in the recovery cycle? And what can we expect next year? Are we expecting your fund to do twice as good?
1: Well, I think are actually getting better now. As you can see, there's the great evidence that governments are keen to open up. Uh, you've seen it already in parts of Europe, America. But that bug has now come to Asia. Not only really, Singapore is taking the spearhead. in regards to reopening the market, you're also seeing a lot of other Asian countries around doing the same thing as well. So after, let's just say, a year and a half of stuttering recovery, we've gone through many phases where we wanted to get back to normal, but we held back. We've had the Delta resurgence, but now we're at the stage where enough vaccination, there's enough measures in control, and everybody's looking forward to really, really go for the uh, back to normal, so to speak. So I would say this is
0: the stage where the floodgates of growth has been released. Wow, floodgates of growth. And like we pointed out, 16% year-to-date for your fund. Walk us through what's inside your fund right now. How is it split across the various sectors and geographically? How much are the actual airlines making up this basket and how much is the ancillary services like maintenance, booking, catering and so on?
1: we let you ask the question. I mean, uh, we are invested in the aviation sector and it covers the broad spectrum of aviation. So uh, we do invest in airlines, but it just makes about one third of our portfolio right now. It's not, it's not that big. The biggest component of our portfolio right now are actually online travel agencies. Now we think... Online travel agencies are the ones that will benefit from this recovery. The first, just by logic, before you can go to the airport and take your flight, you gotta buy your tickets first, and therefore, online travel agencies are the ones who are gonna get or gonna get the spur of recovery faster than everybody else. So, with regards to uh, online travel agency, it makes up about forty odd percent of our portfolio right now, and the remaining two we. Diversify for risk management and also future growth potential. We've got exposures into aircraft component manufacturers as well as companies that rely on, let's just say, selling duty free goods at the airports. We've seen a lot of evidence of revenge buying by people. They've not been able to buy stuff for quite some time. And when they get the opportunity, they go mad. So we see this in some duty free stores at airports as well. People going in, buying more than they should, buying the most expensive stuff. So we think the retail sector is also up for good recovery. And in terms of diversification, it's not only the sector, we also uh, diversify in terms of geographical. Right now, we are more exposed to Europe. Almost 43% is made out of Europe and the rest is actually uh, America. Sadly, we don't have any exposure in Asia right now. It's been a change of Strategy Earlier in the year when we launched this fund, we were majority Asia-owned because at that point of time, we saw Asia handling the pandemic far better than the rest of the world. But due to the disparity of, um, let's just say, vaccine supply and vaccine mobilization, the Western countries of Europe and America took advantage and they spearhead. So it just so happened the situation is better in Europe and America right
0: now. Yeah, Moshi. I'm just looking at your top five holdings. You've got Flight Centre, number one, Booking.com, Spirit Aerosystems, J2, that's a UK low-cost carrier, and GOL, that's a Brazilian airline. I'm wondering, is there space for the likes of maybe XIA to join this? Because I'm looking at it year today it's up 23%. And in the past, one year is up nearly 50%. Any regrets not adding them earlier? Yeah, I,
1: need. I mean, Singapore Airlines have done well in terms of its share price. And we kind of expected that as well. We knew that the sentiment was at an all-time low earlier in the year, and we know that as governments open up, open things up, sentiment will will improve and show the share price. But we made a mindful decision earlier on to focus things solely on fundamentals. I mean, uh, despite. I mean, I know I'm sounding a bit of. Uh, I mean, a bit different now. Why Why do you say you know the share price will go up and you don't expose yourself? Uh, it's because, fundamentally speaking, Singapore is not out of the woods yet. Yes, they have launched lots of flights uh, recently with this uh, new arrangement, but we think that these flights are going to contribute to more losses. It's, not, it's going to get them more revenue, but in terms of operational costs, it will go up as well. And things might be a bit bad but before it gets better. Because yeah. ultimately, Singapore Airlines they are all international only. They require on networks, and they need a very high load factor before they can make money. I've been on a Singapore Airlines flight recently mm-hmm. just to come back to Singapore, and it's half full. Singapore Airlines even before the pandemic, they need to reach a load factor of 75% to be break even. And back then, the oil prices were much lower than what it is today. They're going to lose a lot of money flying these planes half empty. So uh, fundamentally, it's too risky for us mm. to want to invest in it yet. So the timing is not right for
0: us yet. Yeah, that reflects really your strategy to focus more on the booking side of things like Flight Centre and com, rather than airlines. And talking about expenses and rising costs, right? Moshin, you've got your eye on the industry for many years. Let's talk about rising oil prices. It's not the first time the industry is facing this. How much of a headwind will this be for the airlines this time?
1: Well, I keep telling people that airlines can handle high oil prices, but airlines cannot handle high oil price volatility because... Uh, High price volatility inhibits their ability to do forward planning. Flights that was supposed to be profitable at a particular ticket price suddenly changed. But they already sold their tickets way ahead. So um, what we're going on right now is actually very, very bad because oil price is very volatile. It's been going up and down with no clear direction and, and the magnitude is quite big. And we're in a situation right now where nobody, no airline is hedging because they simply don't know how much capacity they can mobilize in the next month, two months or three months and when you're in that situation you, you don't want to hedge. So I would say the the cost headwinds right now in terms of high oil price and high oil price volatility is really, really painful. Mm. And That's why we only have one-third exposure to airlines. And if you look into the composition of our airlines, they are all short haul. And most of them are low-cost carrier. So in terms of sensitivity to oil price, they are less severe.
0: Yeah, good point that airlines can handle rising oil prices, but not as much when it comes to the volatility of those prices. Now, we'll I'm motion, Moshin Aziz. He is the analyst at Pangolin Investment Management, talking about his aviation recovery fund. Motion, thank you so much for your time this morning. My pleasure. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg.